next guest is the co-host of Now Trending, which airs every Sunday afternoon at 2 on CJAD 800 AM News Talk Radio in Montreal. Folks, do not go anywhere. Stay right where you are. We have a terrific show for you guys tonight. We'll be right back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Rob's Inner Circle. I'm Robert Delesso, the host of Rob's Inner Circle here on the Bobby Short Shorts YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. A huge shout-out to start off the show to our friend um, Patricia Chica, who's drawing attention once again with her film, her short film, Tribes. She's won two awards at the Montreal Yes, Let's Make a Movie Film Festival. So congratulations to you, Patricia, to the uh, cast and crew. And everybody involved, very good work. We're very proud of you. Um, also, another big shout out to my good friend and producer of Rob's Inner Circle, Miss Jenny Duhame. Hey, thank you, Jen, for making the show all that much better. And uh, Jen, uh, you're just amazing. So I just wanted you to know that. Thank you. Um, uh, okay, in November, guys, we're going to be uh, very busy here on the Rob's Inner Circle because we're going to be entering a month. We're going to be having some kind of a uh, fundraiser going on. And uh, we ask you to join the RIC 2020 Mo team. Yes, and uh, our producer herself, Jenny, is going to be involved in such a way that she's going to be not only talking the talk, but she's also going to be walking the walk. She's going to be doing the 60-kilometer walk throughout the month of November. And I have the mission to grow a nice mustache to uh, support the cause, which is uh, men's health and suicide prevention. So guys, we ask you to hop onto the bandwagon uh, by presenting your films, your short films to a Bobby Short Shorts, and um, they'll be going through a, a, a selection. And if your uh, film is chosen, we're going to be airing it on Bobby's Short Shorts. So guys, we invite you to do that. Uh, at the same time, I wanted to say uh, hello to my good friends uh, and uh, uh, castmates of uh, Daily Struggles. Guys, our show is just on the rise. Uh, thank you very much for your participation, your involvement. Guys, it's a great show. We're on Bobby Short Shorts. If you want to watch our episodes, we also have our own channel. It's called the Daily Struggles sitcom channel. You guys can go on. You want to watch our videos, subscribe and become part of the family. Okay, guys. So listen, uh, we're just about ready to go into our ritual tonight. So by now, you guys who are used to Rob's Inner Circle, I'm sure you're all in your pajamas, right? Of course. And usually, I have another beverage, you know, to calm things down over here. But tonight, it's going to be just a little bit different. It's going to be a tea party with our guest, Orla. So guys... This is the tea that we're drinking tonight. You know what? It's absolutely fantastic. Twinings, English breakfast. No, it's not a complete breakfast. But um, if you guys want to get the tea, you can get the tea at your local supermarket. Very affordable, actually, and it's very delicious. So here's to you, Orla. Mm. Can't wait to have you on. But before we do that, we got to stretch a little bit. We're going to calm down, right? 
bring down the tension. Oof. Okay, guys, you want to kick back. You want to put your feet on the edge of the table like this. You want to relax. Take it easy. Let the pressure down. Let us carry the load. You guys ready? Because I know I am. It's showtime. That's right, guys. Let's bring her on. Guys, our guest tonight, can you imagine? She is the only person who has managed to outshine the sun. Guys, I have to introduce her to you. You guys ready? Ladies and gentlemen, help me bring on our wonderful guest, Miss Orla Johannes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on our show, Orla. Oh, it's my pleasure, Rob. That was quite the introduction. <laughs> well, you, you got to be pretty, pretty incredible to outshine the sun, and that's exactly oh, what you're Thank you so much. That's very sweet. Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you. Orla, you know what? Uh, oh, by the way, I have a special request. I'm sorry. Already? You know, <laughs> We've only just started. <laughs> COVID has been brutal, okay? And you know what happens? You get lonely a little bit, right? Yes. Okay. And what happens during these times is that you create bonds with unusual people. I'm not sure if you want to call it a person. I don't know. Anyways, you're about to find out who he is. And uh, he absolutely wanted to come on and say hello. And if I don't do this, he'll never forgive me. Oh, my. Okay. I have to bring on my friend. I'm sorry. You better behave yourself. Okay. Here he comes. My new COVID friend. He wanted to say hello. He's a wow. big fan of you water. are lonely, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so you're happy now? Okay, now sit down and, and behave yourself. Jeez, oh my well, my, my friends during COVID uh, lockdown was probably um, the the odd glass of wine, two children, two dogs, a husband. There was no footballs though, or soccer balls, or whatever you're calling that thing. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been wow. very lonely, Rob. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, I am. So you know what? I tried to make the best of it. And while I was ca watching Castaway, actually, because I love watching that show, he was staring at me because he's my mascot, right? And you know what? Lo and behold, you know, Tom Hanks is alone in that island, and I'm alone in the condo, so I just fit, you know? We became good friends. We need to get you a dog or a cat or something, something that makes a noise back to you. <laughs> yeah, maybe, huh? This is getting a little weird here. <laughs> <laughs> Orla, we have a lot to cover tonight. So I wanted to start off telling me, um, you're presently co-hosting Now Trending on CJD at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sundays. How long have you been co-hosting the show? Um, I've been co-hosting with Andrea Elias together. We're going into our fourth year now. Originally, it did start as a parenting show. Um, uh, the two of us wanted to get back into radio after having children. So we teamed up to do that. Um, and then it evolved into a lifestyle show, which is so up our alley. Andrea and I, you know, we love, we love lifestyle. Everything about it. It's so fitting. Okay. So tell us, uh, you know, uh, you're, um, you're a listener and you take it for granted a little because it's two o'clock. It's Sunday. You turn on the radio. Hey, here's uh, Andrea and here's Orla. Uh, hey, it's great. You know, so it's like uh, sure, but. There's a lot of preparation behind your show. You just don't show up like at five to two, right? But at what time do you show up in the studio? Um, well, sometimes we do pre-tape um, the show during the week, and sometimes we do it live. 
uh, there is a lot of preparation. Even though it's a one-hour show, there is a lot. You know, you're doing three or four interviews. Um, you have to research your interviews, research your topics. Um, we, um, you know, you have to write it, make sure you vet your interviews. And, and the more you're prepared in anything you do that is going live or going out on air where a lot of people are listening to you, you know, you have to keep your credibility up and you have to make sure you're prepared and you do your research. So um, for a one-hour show, it takes several hours a week. You know, it's not just like, oh, you work on the radio and you're just going to sit there and start talking. There is so much preparation that goes into it. But I love it. I love it. So. Okay. Uh, so uh, tell us uh, a little bit, uh, uh, because you you know, it's not only CJD, you've been on Virgin Radio, you've been on Shom FM, uh, you've been also on other stations, Q92. Yeah, I think I've been on every station, actually, that there is in Montreal that is English. <laughs> uh, Which is good. I mean, it's good. It's good to get all the experience. Um, just to come back to what you were talking about before with our show now trending on CJD, mm -hmm. um, since March... I have been broadcasting the show from home. Okay. Andrea would drive into the radio station and um, we would all be in different places. Even if we're pre-taping the show, I will be at home. Andrea will be in a studio. The producer will be in another studio. Our interviewees will be on the phone somewhere in the world. It, uh, it really, it, it's been quite a... Um, a different challenge that we've slotted into and we've got our group going since you know the pandemic started it's not the same being opposite your co-host so we have to FaceTime each other to talk about you know point and have signals about who's going to ask the next question and things like that um, it's different but it's still it's still a fantastic job that I love to do okay so you do radio and you do television and you do movies as well and speaking of which uh... You were in a movie set uh, this past Friday with Halle Berry. Uh, um, yes, I landed a small role. Um, I'm happy about the small part. <laughs> in uh, a new movie that's being shot here right now called Moonfall. Uh, you can Google it. It's all over the internet. Um, it is starring Halle Berry, and she is in town. Um, and I play the role of a news anchor. Oh, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Patty. And um, I'm just seeing the messages going along. <laughs> Multitasking as always. And um, I was shooting last week, and the director, Roland Emmerich, he also directed White House Down, Independence Day. Um, so he's a big deal. And he was directing me for my scenes. Um, very, very lovely man. Very, very charismatic. Hi, Jen. Um, very inspiring and it was you know you really have to like um, enjoy that moment to realize oh my goodness I'm part of this team and they're the creme de la creme like you're, you're talking about a multi-million dollar production here and they're the creme everybody on that set is the best of the best so you really have to come prepared because otherwise I feel it's an insult to those people who are the best of the best. You have to know your line. You have to go through everything. You have to be prepared to come onto that set and just do what you gotta do when that when it's action, you know? But so, it was it was really interesting because, you know, we are in a pandemic. Obviously, going back to work with lots of people around, 
does kind of bring on a certain level of nervousness. I was blown away by how conscious and how efficient the entire cast and crew were in remembering that we are in a pandemic and everybody must respect each other. I had my uh, COVID test three days before I started. They have a private mobile um, uh, unit on set. The cast and crew are constantly tested. You are constantly being reminded to sanitize, wash your hands. Anywhere you go outside your trailer, you must wear your glasses. You must wear your mask. You cannot, um, even hair and makeup, like I had hair done, if you go onto my Instagram page, I'm wearing my glasses, I'm wearing my mask, and for makeup, I was allowed to take them off, obviously, uh, but you have to not talk as much, so as to reduce the amount of air particles. They're very, very conscious, very on top of it. I was so impressed, and when I did go onto the set, when it was my turn, um, I left my you know, glasses, my mask. I mean, the director couldn't even see me. I couldn't really see his face. And it was only until just before they said touch-ups and action, then you take everything off. And then before you get up, you put everything back on. So they were very on top of things, which was so, good. It's comforting. Which other films did you play in Orla, like in Hollywood productions, maybe be even Canadian productions? Um, I've done a, I've done a few. The most recent ones, I would say, um, Bad Santa 2 with Billy Bob Thornton. Um, again, if you, you'll see a picture of us together on my Instagram. I remember it was minus 47 that day. And I had, oh. yeah, I had um, thermals underneath my costume. All the crew, the cameramen, they were all in full ski gear with goggles. You couldn't even see any of their skin. Um, so I did that. I've also, my voice is on the big movie Arrival. Um, what else? Oh, I did a, a week filming on X-Men, The Dark Phoenix. Okay. That was great. Yes, we weren't freezing then. We got, I got heat stroke that time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's either one or the other. <laughs> um, I, I've done a few things, and it's great to do. You know, I, acting, acting, I find, is a very difficult, it's very difficult because you have to become somebody else. With hosting, you are yourself. I find that a lot easier. I mean, some people might say it's the other way around. It's easier for them to become a character than for them to be themselves. I personally am very happy with myself. I don't mind getting up or hosting an event for, you know, a few hundred people. But if you ask me to sit in front of the camera to do a big movie role, I will get a bit nervous. I think it's only, it's only normal, you know? On that note, I'm going to pour my tea out into yeah, my well, Exactly. You know what? I was about to go ahead and pour your tea. We're about to have a toast for Orla, our wonderful guest tonight. Orla, once again, thank you for being uh, with us. And uh, I was talking to you about some people in Australia. Here, cheers to you, Orla. Cheers. <laughs> to your success. Yeah, Orla, we have a fan uh, who tuned in from Australia. Okay. Jess Sorrell. And we have another fan who's from Japan. So you wanted to know where the people are coming from. Ryukat. I don't know if wow. Ryukat is still around. Ryukat, come and say hi to Orla, will you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryukat is one of our biggest fans for our show, Daily Struggles. Right. Okay. So he's a, he's an exceptional young man. He's 14 years old and he knows a lot. Wow. He knows a lot about uh, social media and all that. So... Um, 
Cheers, Batty. Cheers. <laughs> in, in my Buckingham Palace cup here that my friend Anne bought me for my birthday. Along, along with some lovely Buckingham Palace tea. Nice. <laughs> okay, I wanted to tell you, uh, what are some of your most cherished moments in the entertainment industry, be it television, what, you know, whatever you've touched? Yeah, um, I think one of the most cherished moments was, because uh, I was on CTV, on Entertainment Spotlight with Mose Persico, co-hosting Fashion Reporter, traveling the world on, uh, on that show for about five years here in Montreal. And... Um, I remember when we filmed in London, I'd already been living over here in Montreal for 10 years, but I just felt it was such um, an achievement to be filming back in my hometown. I thought it was bad. I just, I just, I savored every second of standing in Leicester Square, Piccadilly Circus, and, and following my dream, living out my dream, you know? Wow. That and uh, but among those dreams, okay, you're going back to England and all that. Have you um, have you done some productions in England? Um, no, um, no. I was at university and focusing my energies more on getting my uh, getting a, a you know good qualification that would carry me to any part of the world. Um, from a very young age, the age of three, I danced. From the age of three. Um, from the age of seven, I started theatre school. I always did poetry and prose competitions, voice competitions. Um, I was always calling into the local radio stations. <laughs> uh, it was just in me, and that was my dream. I wanted to be on radio and television. Okay. Today, do you uh, dance professionally? Uh, no. <laughs> no? Well, you put some dance classes. The only thing I do is uh, I, I, I love going to Greek weddings and I love doing Greek dancing. I believe your husband is Greek, right? He is. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, um, yeah, I love the Greek dancing. Okay. Uh, is I that like the dance? a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> is that the type of dance? Okay. Since you're married to your uh, Greek husband, maybe you can help me understand. Um, what is it with all the dishes being smashed at a Greek wedding? Is that, do they still do that? Not really. Okay. <laughs> because no. that's a very expensive wedding. <laughs> I think they get out the cheap crockery for those weddings. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, um, we never did that. We never okay. did that. So lately, have you done some television? Um, no, movies and radio. That's what I'm focusing my energy and lots of voice work. I do voice work as well. Um, I love doing that. I have a, my studio here at home, which is super easy uh, when I have to record anything for our show um, and send anything into the radio station or record something to send it somewhere else in the world, you know. Okay, see, we have a fan tuning in from uh, California right now. Raul is from California. Ooh, I love California. This time last year, I was in L.A., Beverly Hills. I loved it. So, Okay, so what's it like in California? I mean, you know, we see on TV Malibu, Beverly Hills, uh, Hollywood. What's it like? Is it like a dreamland? What's it like? Well, I loved it. I went there with Andrea Elias, my co-host. We went on a girls' trip. We actually won free uh, a free flight anywhere in the world um, from an event that we'd attended together. And uh, so we chose LA and off we went. I mean, it's so beautiful. The weather is amazing. 
We went for walks in the Hollywood Hills, beautiful place. The shopping, oh, don't even get me started. The restaurants, I loved it. I loved the energy there. I loved it. And uh, we went to get a, our hair blow dried one time because we were going out to that evening um, to Craig's, uh, which is a very, very famous uh, restaurant um, in Beverly Hills that a lot of these stars will go to. You always see pictures of them in all the magazines being at Craig's. Before that, we visited Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant. We went to Pump. We went to Sur, Tom Tom. So we went to get our hair blow dried that day, and we were sitting next to, oh, my goodness, we were sitting next to Lisa Faye's a Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Getting a hair blow dried. I mean, it's a uh, it's a beautiful place. I loved it there. I loved it. Loved it. So you would recommend that uh, we we go to Hollywood? <laughs> I think everyone wants to go to Hollywood. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know about Hollywood, but um, where I went in Beverly Hills, beautiful, absolutely but beautiful. Is is it yeah. something like New York? It's like you know, twenty four hours a day traffic, traffic. I mean, it's crazy. There's a lot of traffic. Is that is that what it's like? I mean, it was busy, but I wouldn't say it was like New York. Have you been to New York? Hills. Oh, New York, I've been loads of times. Love that city. Oh, really? Love New York. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful city. I love Las Vegas, another great city. London, I love um, uh, Paris. I've traveled a lot. I'm very lucky to say I've traveled a lot. And I think that's it's good to go out and travel. I mean, I, I I left England and came to Canada. I've never even been anywhere in Canada. I just, let's go. You know, I got a job and let's go. I think it's important to be confident and not afraid to go off and do things and explore. Be safe, but be adventurous, you know? Okay, I just wanted to invite the audience. Uh, you people are a little bit quiet tonight. Don't be shy. We got Orla <laughs> who's on, and she's ready for your questions. If you have any questions, I talked to her before the show. And she's... Um, They're probably she's all listening, Rob. They're all listening. Maybe you're answering all of their questions. Who knows? But guys, <laughs> I'm sure you have some questions for Orla. So guys, don't be shy. We're going to put them up on the screen over here and give you a chance to, to meet up with Orla over here. Yeah, before uh, I go to bed. I have to get into my pajamas. Yeah, because... Please believe it or not, this strapless number is not my pajamas. <laughs> does it? Oh, no? Okay. No, no. Th 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 that looks too good to be a pajama. <laughs> Uh, uh, tell me, Orla, so you said you're originally from England. Were you born in England? I was. I was born in Kent in the south of England, um, where I grew up there with my mum, my dad, and my sister. I went to university in Bournemouth, which is on the south coast um, in England. And then I worked in London um, for the Sun and News the World newspaper and advertising. And then I ventured over to Montreal in the middle of the ice storm and nearly froze uh to death. Okay, hang on. It's in the middle of an ice storm. Which year was that? 98. 98? Yeah. I, re I remember seeing you on Pulse, on Pulse News. Yeah. It was called Pulse back then, wasn't it? No, I think it just switched over to CTV. Okay, it had just switched over to CTV News. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, look at this. Uh, you got a fan here from Australia. Oh. Thank you, Jess. <laughs> Hi, Orla. You look so pretty and love your accent. Thank you, Jess. I'm sure your accent's beautiful too. Well, it was, she can relate perfectly to you. I, you know, <laughs> they were, uh, they they speak. Uh, well, actually, they have a bit of a, a little. Uh, 
uh, you know, they, they pronounce things a little bit differently. That like they say things like "hiya mate." You yeah. Know? Been not, have you been to Australia? I haven't. No. 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 That's one place you should go. I haven't gone, but you know, just uh, so you can defeat the winter here. What happens is that uh, when it's summer here, it's winter there. When it's winter there, it's summer here. So you can always cheat the seasons that way. Oh, that sounds good because I, you know what, I do ski here in Montreal, I do but ski. I, I do not like this cold business. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you've been here like uh, twenty-two years now. Twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, you're you're in England. You're you're in a beautiful country, uh, beautiful culture. Um, why is it that you chose Montreal and not I don't know um, another American city or maybe another Canadian city? Why Montreal in particular? I think Montreal chose me. Montreal chose me. Really? Yeah. How did yeah. that happen? I don't know. Um, I'm just looking at one of your. Um, Mark Saint Marie says, "Hi Orla, as a very pretty woman, what do you think of men that use beauty products and fragrances?" Well, whatever tickles your fancy, I say. I mean, it's good to look after your skin, whether you're men, whether you're male or female, right? You you should look after your skin, and if it makes if, if, if something makes you feel good about yourself, whether it's face cream, oh thank you, Jess, face cream. Uh, plastic surgery, whatever. If you feel good, do it. If it makes you feel great, it makes you feel confident. It's so important to be confident these days. There is so much out there on social media that, um, I mean, you know, we're all guilty of doing it. Slapping on a filter, bit of this, bit of that. If it makes you feel good, why not? Give yourself confidence. Whatever you need, give yourself confidence, you know? So the girls, they usually have a very good taste when it comes to choosing a perfume or a cologne for a man. So you, Orla, if any of these guys over here uh, wanted to have, like, any advice from Orla, which perfume do you suggest to them? I don't know if I can even answer that question. I'm only into girls' perfumes, not men's. <laughs> well, uh, usually, uh, usually girls have good taste. They know how to dress their men. They know how to... I choose the colognes. Uh, you know, that's why I'm asking the question. Uh, you know what? I don't even know. How, I don't. I can't even answer that question. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you about women's perfume that I love. Um, I love uh, Twilly by Hermes. That's what I wear. Twilly by Hermes. They do great shower gel as well, with creams and the and the um the perfume. I love Prada Candy, and one I used to wear years ago that I still love is Isimayaki, another beautiful perfume. And Gucci, Gucci has some great perfumes too. Gucci, yeah, yeah they make excellent perfume. And how about the uh, the Calvin Klein line? Uh, no, I'm not really a Calvin Klein line girl. No, no. Okay. Uh, so, folks over here, what do you guys? Uh, what do you, uh, what's your? Okay, let's have a little vote over here uh, for for the women and for the men. Which perfume do you say is the best for men, and which perfume do you say is the best for the women? See if we can get you guys going with this, and uh, hop under the bandwagon over here. Oh, what's this? Oh, here we go. We got a first vote over here. Legend, Marquez Legend from Mont Blanc. Okay, well, I will have to go and spritz that on. 
and take a take a sniff. <laughs> so you're you're very much into fashion, Orla. Um, you're you're very um, you know you're very keen with fashion and uh, you know staying up to date and all that. Uh, uh, this is certainly one of your passions. Yeah, I mean. Fashion, fashion's great. I mean, I think fashion's taking a bit of a vacation right now, a little vacation with the pandemic, you know. Um, we did an interview with the Canadian fashion icon, Jeannie Becker, on our show. And um, it's like the lost season. Spring 2020 was the lost season of fashion. Nobody was going anywhere. I mean, I had, I like to buy ahead of time. I like to, you know, certain pieces will, jump out at me and I'm like, wow, that's, that's, I got to have that piece. That's going to be great. I'd rather get it now. And you know what? The tags are still hanging on the, on the clothes. Like oh, wow. it, it was a lost season. Spring 2020 was lost. I just feel that you should always stick to classics. Got to have the classics you need in your wardrobe. For me right now, got to have that LBD, little black dress. You got to <laughs> have a little black dress. Um, right now, I'm super into fitted leather leggings. Um, if you're not into leather, there are so many different types you can get that are not real leather because real leather will run you about 1000 1500 Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 if you were thinking of it yourself, Robert, that's what you'd be looking at. I mean, I don't know if you wear leather pants or not, but anyway. Wow. <laughs> but you know what? There's a brand called Commando. And they do fabulous uh, full leather leggings. I bought them in white. I bought them in black. And they look super hot. And they kind of really suck everything in and keep you nice and flat. And, oh, my God, I love them. Um, <laughs> so definitely a staple to have in your wardrobe right now. Um, always good to have uh, simple black and white tops for wherever you go. Well, and um, what else would I suggest? Um, you got to have a good pair of high heels, sexy heels, sexy black heels that will last you years. Go out, treat yourself, buy the ones with the red soles, ask Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. I finally figured it out. It's naughty you have to be, not nice, Robert, for Santa to be really good to you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, Orla, um, you had a cooking show at one point. I did on 940 News. What was 940 News? It was called Table Talk, and that ran for about five years. Oh, my God. Is, was that in Toronto? No, 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 that was here in Montreal. 940. It was station to um, Q92, and um, it was a great show. I interviewed chefs and restauranters. Yes, la poutine, Jenny, um, um, from all over Montreal, and uh, and it was great. It, Great, it gave great visibility to our city, which is full to the brim of fantastic restaurants. And the great thing is in Montreal, you can dine for 10 bucks, you can dine for a thousand bucks. There is something for everyone. And that's what I, I love about it here. Okay, so you seem uh, like you're, you're keen, uh, you know a lot, a lot about, uh, I'm sure fine cuisine, you, you must be very sharp in fine cuisine. Am I right? Well, I, I trained with the Rue Brothers, R-O-U-X. Um, they are from Paris. And if anybody is a chef or an enthusiastic cook out there right now, 
they will know exactly who I'm talking about. Or maybe when I say the famous Moo sauce was created by these two very well-known chefs, Albert and Michel Roux. Um, And most white sauces that you will try come from being made as a Roux sauce. So I did my year out in university with those chefs, running the business side of it more because my degree was hospitality industry and international marketing. Even though my dream was radio and TV, but you know what? I have a good degree in my pocket, so it, it's good. It's good. But yeah, um, fine dining. I enjoy fine dining. Um, I love getting dressed up and going out for dinner, which isn't happening right now. Because- Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, I, I totally miss it. I got to hang out with my buddy over here, you know. <laughs> and it's kind of hard, you know, <laughs> to bring him out on a date. So. You know, you don't want to do that, Robert. People are going to look at you funny. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, sorry, Wilson. That's it, man. <laughs> yeah, Wilson, Wilson, you have to go back into the cupboard or the storeroom. <laughs> so once you came to Canada or you sharpened your skill, uh, your skills and studies, uh, what, what did you go exactly to sharpen your skills? Like in terms maybe of uh, the performing, performing arts? Um, well, in England, I'd attended theatre school since the age of seven. Oh, okay. Um, I did a lot of voice and prose competitions and elocution lessons. And then when I came to Canada, I was obviously, I came for a job, which was actually at Future Electronics um, in marketing. And, but, you know, I quickly realized that I, I, I can't do this. I need to follow my dream of TV and radio. And I realized that um, I was in a great city to start off uh, acting school, and it's a great city for movies. So you know what? I just cold called and got an agent, did all the, uh, you know, went to acting classes and many different schools here, tried to get as much information and knowledge as I could, um, did a lot of work as an extra, and then gradually I got my union status by doing small roles. and. Um, and I think it's you really have to believe in yourself and you have to want it and you have to focus and you have to give yourself a time limit. I remember my dad saying to me, you know what, if this is what you want to do, give yourself a time limit. If there's no activity within two years of you focusing on this, then maybe you might want to take a different road. And you know what I did? And luckily, I mean, I got my job on the TV, I was on the radio, but you really got to put yourself out there. A lot of people ask me, how did it happen? It happened because I picked up the phone and I cold called and I networked and I wanted it. That's that's how it happened. And obviously you have to have some talent to do it as well, right? <laughs> well, you, you need the proper training, definitely. Yes. You got to go get yes, the proper training. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're talking about you're in front of the camera, behind the microphone. Uh, are you thinking maybe one day of being behind the camera, maybe directing or producing movies? Uh, it hasn't crossed my mind, I'll be honest. It hasn't oh. crossed my mind. I mean, right now with with uh, doing the radio show, we put on a lot of hats, producing as well as, you know, behind the mic. Okay. So 
Uh, you come to Canada. Did you find the transition as you came to Canada difficult? Because it's a different culture. I mean, in England, it's one thing, and here it's something else. Was the culture the? Was it a culture shock? Was it a difficult to adapt? I think the one thing I was only worried about. I wasn't worried about making friends. I wasn't worried about um, where am I going to live? Like which are big things that most people would worry about. My one worry was. How bloody cold is it gonna be? That was oh. the only thing I was worried about, you know. Well, um, yeah. but no, I just saw it as an adventure, Rob. I never saw it as a negative or a worry. I just off I went. Okay. Uh, see what happens is um, we can compare live radio to theater a little bit because there's no tomorrow, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's live, so you you yeah. gotta you gotta get it uh, going. You're only as good as your last report, they say. So you, you said, did you do some theatre? Did you mention you did some theatre? Yes, I did theatre when I was in England. And then when I came over here to Montreal, I actually teamed up with the Centaur Theatre for a couple of performances there as well, actually. So um, it's in my blood. I love doing it, you know. I love it. Okay. I love going to the theatre as well and watching a performance, whether it's a musical, a play. I love getting lost in a story. I just love it. Um, do you agree with me that the um, the art of filmmaking is it's absolutely beautiful? And, and I'll explain to you what I'm trying to say is that it starts with a uh, with a thought, you know, just an idea. It's up in the air. It's like in it's in vibrations, and you take that, you bring that together, and you materialize it, and you put it onto production, and you get people to perform what mm. you were thinking. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. It is amazing. It is. I mean, some people are so creative in their minds about what they want to do and how they then go about doing it and the end result. It's some people's talent is just above and beyond. And uh, you, you've done some Canadian productions as well, you said, right? Um, yes, I've done a few movies that have come here to Montreal. I have a great agent. Um, avial talent I'm with and um, you know he's all anything suitable for me he'll he'll send me for an audition I mean now all the auditions you do from your home you record yourself on your iPhone and you just email it in I mean before you would be there in front of a casting agent um, a, a video guy somebody reading off the lines there'd be at minimum three people in that room auditioning you and it was so nerve-wracking I don't know why and um, it's just it's just more, much more calmer approach of doing it inside your house and just emailing off now, you know. Well, do you agree with me that uh, it's a lot less intimidating when you're doing it from home because you know at the end of the day, it's like when you're in an audition room, you got maybe with that one take, but at home you can like do it 15, 16 times. No one's gonna know. Exactly. It's mm. uh, you know what I mean that this pandemic is. Oh my goodness, there's been, you know, my heart goes out to a lot of people, but there are some pluses to it as well. You know, some people have found positivity in it. I, I find it, it definitely has, um, you know, a lot of people, we all get stressed because we're running here and running there. But when you actually take things off your schedule, you realize how much calmer you can be. That's how I feel anyway, you know. 
Okay, so uh, you own your your own recording studio. Have you done some um, production for uh, clients other than yourself? Um, well, I do. I do a lot of voice work that I send into the radio station. Um, and the great thing about having a home studio is that when somebody needs something, you can just pop down in your PJs and get it done. <laughs> like me tonight. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I dress from the waist up, to be honest with you. <laughs> You're at home. Who knows, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, you've done, and you were the uh, voice of uh, the English commercials for Air France as well. Uh, yes. That yeah, that was a great achievement for me. Um, I am the voice uh, for Air France and have been for a few years now. And uh, they originally had an American lady, and the Europeans found it very difficult to understand her English. Oh. Yeah, so Air France decided we need to change this up and we need a British voice. It was so strange because the rep, the sales rep for the company, IED Technologies, which is um, based in Kentucky, Louisville, which is the hub for voice recognition. Okay. Uh, the sales rep was, I think he was working in Quebec or he was from Quebec, and he said, there's this British voice on the radio. I auditioned, <laughs> I got it, and um, I was flying into Kentuckyville, Kentucky, Louisville um, in the States, and I did 36 hours, <laughs> days, really? 36 hours of voice words that Air France would piece together for, um, you know, telling you, um, your flight is now leaving from gate 12. Please proceed. <laughs> so you're the one who's doing that voice. Yeah. If you go to Charles de Gaulle Airport, okay. it's, it's me, yeah. Uh, how about the Heathrow? Do we hear you? Uh, no, okay. Uh, well, no, I, I got to call Richard Branson and try and get in and be the British Airways voice. <laughs> I need to get hooked up with that. <laughs> or you know what amazes me is that there's a lot there's a huge pool of talent in Britain uh, if you take a, uh, for example geez, uh, rock groups, the Rolling Stones the Beatles um, Pink Floyd, David Bowie, Elton John it's amazing uh, how much talent there is there and what really freaks me out totally is that you got Kate Beckinsale yeah. and you got uh, Hugh Laurie for those of you who don't know who Kate Beckinsale is, uh, she's the one that played in uh, Van Helsing. And Hugh Laurie, he's the uh, the bad Dr. House, you know. And uh, these, they're British, and the way that they can emulate an American accent just totally blows me away. I know. You know what? It's it's interesting, and it and it's very hard to do, I have to be honest, because for the last three weeks I've actually been doing a course, online course with Actra, Okay. Um, about clarifying your voice in the North American market. Oh. And um, there it's it's very difficult. We have a fantastic teacher called Julia Lenarden. She's just like beautiful inside and out and so amazing. Um, it is very difficult to, you know, go from British to North American. You use different parts of your mouth. My favorite word to say in North American is absolutely. And say that again? Absolutely. That sounds so American. Yeah. <laughs> You're off a good start. <laughs> My favorite word. 
It's difficult, but it is an art and it is a talent. And there is a huge pool of talent coming out of England. Huge, you know? And and the, the attitude and the will to just go out there and go get it and work is just fantastic. Um, here's a big question. Uh, and I'm sure you're a fan. Did you ever hear of a show called, I'm just taking a chance, Coronation Street? No, never. never heard of that. Nah. Hey, you no. know that? This February... Coronation Street celebrated February 2020 their 10,000th episode. Wow. How is it you're not in that show? <laughs> I left England 20 years ago. <laughs> 20 years ago, you know, you, you didn't, you know, what was it? Okay, let's say, was it like something that you were fantasizing about being on Coronation Street coming from England? Because it's like an institution worldwide. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, my I was fantasizing about taking Philip Schofield's job. Actually, he was like, <laughs> he was the biggest TV presenter, and I would watch every day after I came home from school, and that's what I wanted to do. And you know what? I put my mind to it. I was on CTV for five years with Mose. Fantastic. I, I fully appreciate that opportunity. And I'm just living. Um, I'm like. You know, I enjoy doing my show on CJD. I've been with CJD for a long time, and it is true. It is like a family. Um, I, I love it there, and I love everyone there. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm content. I'm married. I have two beautiful children. I have two beautiful Labradors. Um, I, I, I'm happy. I'm healthy. I have a lovely family. I'd like to see my, my mum, my dad, and my sister more because they're in Ireland, and I can't get there unless I... You know, it's a six-week thing. I go there, I quarantine, I see them, then I oh, come back right. and I quarantine. It's a whole fiasco. But oh. right now, Ireland just went on lockdown. So anyway, um, but no, I'm I'm very happy. I'm very appreciative, and I'm a very lucky girl. And you're very talented. Thank you, Robert. Thank <laughs> you. And uh, like I was saying on air, I'm not going to be shy. You know, at this point, <laughs> hey, we're friends, right? Uh, or, yeah. uh, I've been a fan of yours since you got here. How's that? Thank you, Robert. You, you started on CTV News, and I began following you there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and they, pleasure. Now and we need to crack open the wine. Never mind yes, the tea. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, geez, uh, well, we're not allowed, apparently, to have some wine on the show tonight anyway. No. Here, here's to you. Hang on. Let me pour it out. I'm, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Orla, what a lovely show. Thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. Mm, my pleasure. Anything else you want to ask me? Of course I do. What are the events you hold annually? Oh, my goodness. Well, there's a few that I've been um, affiliated with. Um, West Island Chamber of Commerce, they always ask me to host their uh, gala. Okay. I love doing that. I think it's fantastic, rewarding um, hardworking people here in the community. Um, I do do a lot of charity work, and um, I think it's important to do. Have you done, will you, or maybe, who knows, have you done some uh, coaching for actors? No. <laughs> okay. I've, I've done, you know, a lot of people do write to me and ask me, how do they break into radio? How do they break into the voice industry? And I've always been more than happy to help. Um, if people write to me and say, I'd like to send my resume, I'd like to um, do some experience with this station or that station, I'm, 
110% always open to helping point people in the right direction. Because, you know, I came to a strange country on my own. I didn't know anybody. And there are people that help you and point, you know, help you out. You have to repay the favor. You have to. I'm always willing to help others. It's really important to be like that. Well, you've you got a kind heart, you know, first of all, uh, um, you know, just hearing you, Thank I you. mean, look, look um, like I said, I've been following you for years and you personify joy. You know, we, we hear or Orland the radio, it's just like, yay, it's, it's fun. Life is great. There's never a dull moment. Yeah. Life is worth living. I mean, you just personify it. It's, that that comes from you. You're a genuine soul, and uh, you know, as a radio announcer, what you've done over the years, even on television, is uh, sometimes we don't realize it, but we've we touched so many lives. Mm. You know, yeah. maybe someone's having a bad day, and he comes onto a cheerful orla, and then all of a sudden, his life just changes, and his day's great all over again. A lot of people remember stories from like oh, five, 10, 15 years ago, and they say, oh, I remember when you were talking about that, and and they feel like they they know you, you know, because you're 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 on their radio, you're on their TV, you're in their front room. Well, that's it. It's like you're interacting with the audience, uh, like it or not, you know. I mean, you're right there. You know what? Another great point is is that I'm British, aka Anglo. Coming into a French province uh -huh. and to be accepted in a French province is amazing, you know, because, yes, like I speak conversational French. I'm not going to say I'm perfect because I'm definitely not, but, and you wouldn't put me on a French station, let's be honest. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know what? I've been welcomed. I've been welcomed and I love it and I appreciate it. Okay. So... Uh, do you have any pet peeves, uh, you know, like uh, how do you balance work with family? Because you, you, you're very busy and you manage, you seem to manage this very well. You, you know, you're disciplined. You, you know exactly where you're going. It's well, a challenging. First of all, I want to be honest. There's a lot of people in Montreal that have families that look glamorous at the right time. And let me tell you, it's bloody difficult. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It is difficult. It is difficult. There's a lot of people out there that want to pretend and um, that uh, oh, it's all rainbows and roses, and I look glamorous as if I'm going to a cocktail party all the time, and I've got lots of children, and it's really difficult. I have to be honest, it's very difficult, you know. Um, but you have to just try your best to balance and everything. And you have young children, I believe, right? I do. I have a six-year-old and a seven-year-old. Um, you know, they're, they're both at school. I have two dogs. I have a husband. I have a house. Um, it's a lot to look after. I'm the type of person. I like everything looking good. Um, I like to look after myself. I want everyone to be happy. But trying to balance, you know, you're trying to feed your family the right thing. You're trying to look after your, your yourself because I work in media. I want my body and my face to look good. I'm trying to keep... You keep the husband happy, you keep the children happy, you keep the dogs happy, you gotta walk everybody, everybody needs to be happy. And it is tough to balance everything. And you know what? It's not always a perfect, it's not always perfect. Um, but uh, you just do your best. Just do your best 
And then when you got to get that blow dry done, get the blow dry done and you look good, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So have you had, have you had any difficult choices to make in your life? Difficult choices. I think after I had um, my two children, I, I, I had them back to back. So uh, I, I was off for about three years, I think it was, on that leave. And then I went back, but I realized it was, I couldn't go back on the morning show because I couldn't find anyone to come early enough at like four in the morning so I could leave. But, you know. Oh my God. Uh, so I went back to do the afternoon shift, but even then I found I, there was just it was too much on my plate. And it was a really difficult decision. But I, you know what, these two little children looking up at me, they just wanted their mummy. And it was a really difficult decision. Um, but uh, that's why I decided to get together with Andrea Elias and let's do a show. Let's keep our hand in. Let's keep keep an interest to keep ourselves interesting and, and to continue to do what we love. So, you know, you, you've got a bit of each pie. You look after the family. You do the radio. You still work out, keep your beauty routine, just do a bit of everything. And amazingly enough, you you just fit that in perfectly. It just it just uh, it fits. It, it's like a wheel. And uh, hats off to you. Like uh, oh, I try, Robert. Honestly, I try. I try. Uh, you have a beauty routine. Can we talk about your beauty routine? Yes. <laughs> get your pen and paper out Robert I know you want the tips oh my god well you know what it's better it's recorded I can always go back to it <laughs> I think it's really important you got to start with the skin okay okay um I do it's called scarlet it is a radio frequency micro needling facial it is not the relaxing facial we are talking about here. It is the numbing cream, putting, um, and like, it's, it's it's needles in your face. But oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> but it repairs the collagen. It makes you nice and tight, reduces your pores, keeps you looking younger. Um, peels are great to do. Um, you know, I wouldn't shy away from anything that is going to make your skin look good and make you look younger. Uh, makeup wise, I love, 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 love Scott Barnes. Oh. Scott Barnes is the makeup artist to JLo. He gives JLo her glow. So I love the eyeshadow palettes, the blusher palettes, the highlighters, the contouring. Um, foundation wise, I love Chanel. Um, and um, I think it's really important to look after your skin your hair, uh, always clean your face at night and put lots of moisturizer, good quality moisturizer. Hey, you know what, Orla, I think I'm going to have you on the show more often. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do my beauty tips, I knew it. <laughs> I do. Well, actually, you, okay, uh, I, I was about to say, I should have written this down, but hey, it's okay. Uh, we have it all here, it's all recorded. And folks, uh, just for those of you who have signed in late or who have missed the show, no problem. You can catch the show on the Bobby Short Shorts YouTube channel uh, within the half hour at about 9.30. It's going to be up so you, can, you guys can watch the show again. And please, guys, don't be shy to give us likes and give Orla some comments.
she's absolutely delightful. I'm certainly going to be leaving a comment myself. And follow me on Instagram to see what I get up to every day. On Instagram, you're also on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Orla, uh, before just we Orla leave. Johannes. On Instagram, Facebook, just Orla Johannes. You'll find me. Okay. Uh, you're also on Facebook, Instagram, right? You're, are you on LinkedIn? Yes. And okay. I'm on Twitter. I mean, it's like a full-time job managing all this social media. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I just have uh, Instagram, which I know more or less, and I have Facebook, and I'm going crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. I asked my, I asked my producer to help me. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, before we go, uh, Orla, uh, you have a gym at home. You have a routine going at home. How, how difficult is it or how easy is it uh, oh, to do this at home? You know what? It's super difficult. As soon as we went into lockdown, I was so religious about working out every day. I would do workouts by Rachel underscore fitness. She is out of Miami. She's a great trainer with Barry's Bootcamp. Um, and it's been, what, has it been like 10 days since our, our, our gym's closed? I gotta, get, I gotta get into the gym. It makes me feel so much better. I mean, normally I'd be training like four or five times a week. Oh my God, but, you know. Um, these gyms closing, oh, you know. Anyway, at least I'm lucky enough to have a gym at home, so. Well, in the meantime, it will do, but it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. When somebody's, like, telling you to get a bloody move on, like, you need that. You need that. Orla, you're, uh, listen, uh, unfortunately, to quote uh, what you said yesterday, unfortunately, time is up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Orla, I'm going to ask you to stay uh, behind because I'm going to be coming right back after you after I close the show. Yeah. Uh, Orla, thank you so much for coming on. It was our honor to have you on. Oh, thank you, Robert. You want to come back again? If you ask me nicely. <laughs> Would you please come back again? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thank you so much, Orla. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and uh, participating with Orla. Like I said, you guys can catch uh, the uh, rebroadcast of this live uh, broadcast right now at, at about 9.30 on our channel. Orla, hang on. I'll be right back with you. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Our uh, our friend uh, or Orla Johannes uh, tonight. It was absolutely a delightful show. Uh, next week, we're going to have um, Kimberly Spencer. If you guys want to build your empire, it's time to stop living in yourself and putting the crown where it belongs. So... Um, our guest next week, uh, she's, uh, she's uh, been seen in Forbes, on Netflix, CNBC, Oxygen, and Good Morning San Diego. Motivational coach and crown specialist, Kimberly Spencer is going to be on our show next time, next week, same place, and same reason. Guys, um, once again, a huge thank you to you all. It was nice to have you on, and we're going to catch you here next week. God bless. Stay safe.